0: I attended a private religious school from third grade all the way through high school. It's a place where my parents wanted me to go. It was important to them that I got indoctrinated, that I ended up believing the way that they had believed, the way my grandparents believed, and yes, even my great-grandparents had believed. That's why they sent me to the school. That was quite a burden on my parents, they not only had to pay their regular taxes in the city to support public education, then on top of that, they had to come up with the money to pay my tuition. Well, they weren't alone in doing that. At the age of 12, I started working. Half of my paycheck, half of it went to my parents' to support my education. Now, again, understand, this wasn't my choice. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. It was just understood that that was what's going to happen. Yet, I still had to financially support my own education. I wish, in many ways, that I had grown up right now. Because with school vouchers out there, there's a ton of of money that is now available to families that want to send their kids to private schools, in particular, private religious schools. Last month, April of 2023, the Supreme court finally made a decision around a case in Montana. And what it would, what it says is that Montana could not exclude religious schools from a private school scholarship program that is funded by state tax credits. Here's the situation. Montana wants school vouchers, but they don't want those vouchers to be used for religious schools. The Supreme Court last month said, nope, you can't do that. It was in a 5-4 decision that Chief Justice John Roberts wrote that states are not required to fund private education. So understand that. It is not required, it is not a constitutional mandate that states have to support private education. However, if you open up that door, this is what Robert says, once a state decides to do so, it cannot disqualify some private schools solely because they are religious. Man, you're talking about open up floodgates. More and more resources from the state are now going to be able to be used for religious schools. Now, it makes sense that this decision is very popular among Christians who are registered to vote. Yet, my concern, what bothers me the most, is that this idea of school choice is diverting public money to private and mostly religious schools. Public money being used to support religious schools. This exists here in Arizona. In Arizona, there are two different forms of school choice. Number one, there are school vouchers. Number two, there is a scholarship tax credit program here in Arizona that's called Empowerment Scholarship Account or ESA. What's amazing to me is this scholarship account will cost, estimate this year alone, $350 million. One individual took that number and said, if all of that $350 million stayed within the public school system, $6,000 per teacher could be given as a raise. But instead, this money is being funneled off, it's being diverted into private schools, and in particular, religious private schools. So what's wrong with it? What's the big deal? Isn't it all about getting quality education for our children? Isn't it about giving the best opportunities? Is the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVoe, is she right when she praised the Supreme Court decision by saying each and every student needs the freedom to find their educational fit? And today, the highest court in the land has protected that right by ensuring that families can use taxpayer funds to choose schools that match their values and educational goals, including faith-based schools. The individual at the highest level of education in our country supports this decision, and yet I do not. And after this break, I'll tell you why. So here is why I oppose school choice, the use of vouchers, the use of scholarship programs to support faith-based private schools. Number one, it violates the constitutional principle of separation of church and state. The citizens of a country should not be taxed to support religion, and that is what's happening. Tax funds are being diverted and going, in Arizona, this scholarship program, it's giving the parents a tax break, and the money is going to help support that religious school if the parents choose to go that direction. Here's the problem. Not all individuals in our country are religious. There are agnostics, there are atheists, and why should they have to support something that they don't believe in? Now, we could argue that it is to the good of society that people, our young people, get high-quality education. My question is, and we'll come to this, is religious education on a private level, is that best for society? So that's number one. How can we expect people of other faiths to support other faiths? That's number two. So, for example, if you look at our country, we tend to still be primarily Christian. What about individuals who are Muslim, Hindus, Hindis, uh, individuals uh, that J- Jewish? We are asking them to take their tax money and then have it diverted out of the public school system and into these private religious schools? What if you don't believe that? What if you don't support that? And I have a question for Christians. Would you be excited to know that your tax funds can be used for the support of other religious schools other than Christians? Is that something you're comfortable with? Especially with the movement of Christian nationalism, of reclaiming our country as a Christian nation, how long will we tolerate that? If that movement catches on, if the Christian nationalist movement catches on, how long will we tolerate tax funds being used for religions that are not Christian. Second reason, I do not support school choice and school vouchers. School voucher is a scheme that allows religious schools to instill children with religion. It's a form of indoctrinating. Now, again, people would say, well, Tony, wait, a parent has a choice. Yes, but we're giving them that choice. I wonder how many families, if they did not have access to state funds, would send their kids to religious schools. I think the number would drop. You see, the majority of private religious schools incorporate, incorporate religion into their curriculum. So, for example, science curriculum. The science curriculum is based upon the textbooks that are going to be used. When you stop and think about, though, the textbooks, a lot of these private religious schools are not using the same textbooks that you would find in a public school. Instead, they're using textbooks that are published by Christian publishers. So, for example in the area of science, one of the textbooks is refuting the claim of evolution. Quote, the man-made idea of evolution. Stop and think about that. One of the core ideas, thesis that is out there when it comes to science and biology is evolution. And yet, in private religious schools, they are using a textbook that d- downplays evolution and lifts up as a viable option a s- literal seven-day creation and a short, young earth, an earth that's maybe six, 7,000 years old. Again, I don't care if religious schools do that. The school I went to That's exactly what we got. I was not taught evolution. I was taught creation. So I, I have no problem with these religious private schools using whatever curriculum, whatever textbooks they want, as long as they're not getting state funds to support their endeavor. Another example of how this curriculum is impacting students is that there's a health class and the instruction for seventh graders in there, it includes the idea, the sin of homosexuality. Again, stop and think of the implications of that. Children are going to school and being taught in regular science classes that homosexuality is unnatural, that it is a sin. And when they finally do get sex education, the primary means of teaching it is abstinence. Now, Again, I support the idea of private religious Christian schools choosing their own curriculum, choosing their own textbook, as long as they are not receiving funds from the state. You see, once you receive funds from the state, in my opinion, the state should have oversight. The state should have oversight of the curriculum. It should have oversight in their policies. But that's not happening. In many of our states, it's a free-for-all. Each state, each school is given the freedom to decide these matters. So my question is and one of the reasons why I do not support school choice and vouchers is is this use of funds to support private Christian schools is this good this type of education is this best for the common good of our society My answer no There's a place There's a place for religious education. There's a place for indoctrination. It is not in schools that are receiving funds from the state. And finally, number three, the third reason why I do not support school choice and school vouchers is the voucher system is based upon discrimination let me explain. Many religious schools have the freedom to decide who will or will not be able to attend their schools. Many of the private Christian schools, and dare I say, perhaps even most, most of them decide and have criteria on who will be able to teach at those schools. There are discriminatory admission policies. So, for example, there are many individuals who want to attend a private religious school, but there are certain loopholes they have to jump through. They have to attend religious services during school. They have to make religious commitments, perhaps in the form of signing some form of statement of faith, But this not only applies to students, it applies to teachers. And again, someone may argue with me and say, Tony, wait a minute. Teachers have a choice. They don't have to teach at these schools. Well, true. And it may be the only option. It may be the only job available in their area. Perhaps they can't get into the public school system. Perhaps they make more money in a private religious school. How much do they have to compromise or wink, wink, sign that confession of faith so they can just get a job? And if they're not willing to do that, then they are not able to have that job. So both teachers and students face a form of discrimination. But it's not just if they belong and are religiously affiliated with that school, it's also discrimination based upon sexuality and gender identity. The NAACP says the following, private and parochial schools are not required to observe federal non-discrimination laws even if they receive funds through voucher programs. Continuing on, they say, the language in these bills allows private institutions to discriminate on the basis of religion, gender, disability, and language proficiency, and yes, even merit. And that is despite the fact that they are receiving taxpayer funds. And again, notice that in the public school system, that wouldn't happen. I don't care if private Christian schools have choices. They get to decide their curriculum, they decide who gets to teach there, they get to decide what kind of students they want. I don't have a problem with that. Again, please understand, that's the kind of school that I went to. What I do have a problem with is taking state funds, taking money out of taxpayers' wallets, and using it to support those Christian schools. You see, this isn't about school choice. Ultimately, it's about the school's choice. And that is why I do not support using state funds to support religious, and in particular, Christian private schools. What do you think? Agree? Disagree? I would love to hear your comments. And I have appreciated recently the uptick in comments that are coming our direction. I try my best to respond to each and every one of them. If you would like to share your ideas, where you agree, where you disagree with me, email me at media at BeatitudesChurch.org. I would love to hear from you. Well, our time is drawn to a close. I hope no matter what it is you're doing today, If it's relaxing at home and just chilling out, or if you're out walking or exercising with earbuds in your ear, whatever you're doing, stay safe out there and take care. Until next time. Bye.